Drive to the pass. Hold it. Defense. Number 33. Five-yard penalty. Automatic. First down. Greetings and welcome to the Roger Goodgrove's Officiating Podcast. I'm your host, Deep Pooney, and we have the main man, Roger, with us here today. How are you, Roger? Did you have a, a good Christmas? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Had my kids over, which is great. Now I'm just recovering. And I sincerely hope you managed to catch up with all the uh, football. I know you were watching, actually, because we were, we were messaging back and forth on the WhatsApp group there. So you managed to catch up with all the action then? Absolutely, yeah. And uh, last night's game, the first thing this morning, so that's good. So uh, it's Tuesday today, for those that exactly. uh, may be wondering. Yeah, no, fantastic. Um, you, you know, we were talk- just talking to you off-air about fantasy football and, you know, Stefan Diggs winning me at least one fantasy championship this year. Um, but, you know, it's week 16's in the books now. So Yeah, I didn't want to go. Yeah, and it's a lot of, uh, a lot of nervous... Nervous fan bases out there um, <laughs> yeah. in the next Although coming week. This year we have more teams in the playoffs, so um, there's more opportunity than normal. No, that's very true. That's very true. I, I'm to be honest, I'm just glad that I'm not having to worry about the books and the playoffs. The only thing I've got to worry about is if we can get fifth seed or not. So you know, yeah. Uh, my, my son, on the other hand, who is a Rams fan, he's uh, he's obviously very concerned now. Uh, yeah, all they had, all teetering. All they had to do was beat the Jets last week and they would have been in the playoffs, but now they find themselves without their starting quarterback um, and in a situation where they could find themselves knocked out. But, yeah. you know, but I don't see it happening, to be honest. I think Green Bay will beat the Bears. So, you know, I could keep telling him that. But Yeah, well, will they start their starters is the question, isn't it? Yeah, it's a difficult one, isn't it? But we'll we'll have to see. I mean, they obviously want to get their... Um, I can't remember if they've got number one seed sewn up already or or not, but I'll have to look into that anyway. Uh, not been keeping an eye on that bit, uh, Italy, so I will have a quick look at that. But anyway, let's let's go back to talking about week sixteen and some of the play calls. We seem to have got a lot of messages this week, didn't we? Or a lot of messages on the NFL UK group in general about that, decisions. That, so there's a few. Um misunderstandings of rules going on yes yeah and i think it's like you said a case of what you're hearing from the sort of commentary teams and people's bias obviously playing a part Mm. as well but we'll go through it that's what we're here yeah as we've said before unfortunately the commentators um have a general understanding uh but not a detailed one um and unfortunately when people hear the commentators they assume they know what they're talking about which uh, isn't always the case Exactly. But let's go on to, um, so this was one of the earlier games in last week now. God, I don't even know what day. I know, it seems like a long time, isn't it? Yeah, it's a long time ago. But this was between the 49ers and the Cardinals there. So this was a play where CJ Befford was under pressure, um, you know, from the Cardinals defence. And this is not something you see too much, but obviously there was a, I'll let you talk about it, but basically um, kicking of um, you know a loose ball, uh, which mm. was which was caught. Yeah, so a couple of things on this play. In fact, two or three things on this play actually. Um, so what yeah. we had is a quarterback under pressure, 
And um, this was quite evident in a number of plays this week, full stop, which was the ruling of whether a quarterback is throwing the ball and therefore the pass is incomplete if it goes to the ground, or whether he's already lost control of the ball and it's a fumble when it goes to the ground. And um, so this is the first one we had this week. So we had the quarterback who was in the motion of passing, um, ruled on the field as a fumble. The Cardinals uh, trying to recover the loose ball. Um, the, The defender basically sticks a leg sideways with a view to trap the ball. Sort of yeah. good soccer move. Um, now, it wasn't called on the field as kicking. And um, the, the interesting debate is, what is a kick? So kicking yeah. a loose ball is an illegal act. So let's start with that. However, in order to, the, to be a kick of a loose ball, there has to be a deliberate act of kicking. So it's not just a case of the ball hitting the leg. It yeah. needs to be, in the opinion of the official, a deliberate act to kick the ball. Yeah, a proper swing, so to speak. Yeah, so the interesting one here is if the ball was on the ground and he didn't kick it but trapped the ball, the definition here of the ball being, or the leg being used to hit the ball would be the act of kicking. However, that's not the intent of the rule. So I think we've given a bit of a leeway here in the sticking their legs sideways rather than swinging at the ball uh, was um, deemed not to be kicking. Um, and and where when it is in doubt, it shouldn't be viewed as kicking. It, it should be a deliberate act to kick a loose ball. Uh, that, yeah. that should be what's being penalised. So, so that's one aspect that's to be considered on this play. Second one is, is it a fumble or is it a forward pass that's incomplete? You know, those sort of uh, arguments. And again, we've had quite a few of these this week where it's very close between the ball being in control of the quarterback throwing it forward or the quarterback propelling what is in effect a loose ball because it's already not free from his grip and he's just moving his arm forward with the ball in front of him and therefore it gets moved forward by definition. That's the second. And the third one is, which is the guy that went in to knock the ball free was diving with his arm in the air, uh, knock the arm of the quarterback but his dive was at the knee or below area of the quarterback, which yeah. under normal circumstances, we were roughing the pass the foul, wasn't called on the play. So we have a number of potential uh, aspects to the play, but it's just an interesting one, more for the, the, the kicking of the loose ball question mark than it is for the others, because we'll, we'll come back to other plays later with the, uh, the quarterback passing or not question. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I think the, the def- uh, defender... Um, who could have been called for roughing the passer was Hassan Reddick. And if I remember correctly, um, the Cardinals defender um, with the uh, kick in the ball situation was Isaiah Simmons, the, uh, the rookie there. So yeah, a couple of, uh, yeah, couple of interesting aspects in that uh, particular. Yeah. And for everybody or anybody that's new, just a reminder, links to the plays we're discussing will be in the show description. So if you want to have a look at what we're talking about, uh, at the same time or afterwards when we've explained it, then uh, that's the place to look. 100%. Uh, the next game we're going to talk about was between the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Las Vegas Raiders. So this was, um, I believe, in the fourth quarter, 2.20 left. Now, 
me personally, I thought this was a harsh one. Um, so this was a defensive pass interference uh, called against the Dolphins and Byron Jones. Um, I personally saw him looking, looking at the, looking at the ball rather than sort of trying to make a play rather than causing yeah. any havoc. But and that would be opinion? my interpretation too. And uh, what yeah. was noticeable about um, a couple of plays in this game was earlier in the game there was a Raiders touchdown where the receiver might have appeared to be offensive pass interference by pushing off the defender. Yeah. Now, again, marginal call if it was called that way. I, you, a receiver and a defender are allowed to feel for where each other are on the play. What you're not allowed to do is to push to extend the arm to create the space. But having your arm extended, feeling where that defender is, is not a foul. Now, if that was the uh, the opinion quite rightly in my opinion of the officials on the on the play then this following play where defensive pass interference is called is marginal in the other direction so if you let yeah. one go then i think you really need to let this one go too and let them play however mm. if you're going to call this one then you probably should have called the other one so that, that's really where i think this one comes down to which i don't think it was defensive defensive pass interference. I also don't think it should have been offensive pass interference on the earlier play. Um, yeah. It's too marginal. Uh, in order to be pass interference, you have to significantly impact the uh, the receiver's ability to catch that pass. I don't think there was significant impact um, by any contact that actually happened there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, yeah, like you say, you've got to get these fine margins right because, you know, at the end of the day, both of these teams were playing for of contention and thankfully for the Dolphins it didn't cost them the game um, but you know Raiders go ahead and win that and you know you're looking at you know a very disgruntled Dolphins fan base and, and team you know thinking that they're sort of maybe out of the playoff picture but you know it, um, yeah like, like you said did you, uh, I imagine you saw the Fitzmagic play with the face mask that was that was incredible, wasn't it? <laughs> it was, yes, indeed, yes. Um, and there was also a question mark about whether it was a, 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 an offensive holding on the same play. Um, mm. uh, it's a difficult one to um, see because there isn't a really good angle on that I've seen on the video. Um, but it yeah. certainly, from a still I saw, certainly looked like the defender who grabbed that face mask was being held. Um, so it should have been offsetting fouls rather than the foul that tagged mm. on to the end of the, the pass. Exactly. Um, but the next game we're going to talk about, we have a few incidents, I think, from, from this game. So between the Browns and the Jets. Um, before we go and talk about something that we kind yeah, of discussed I, I last one, week, we're going to... Yeah, we've got this this is, is a marginal roughing the passer call. Um, yeah. Now, this one, I think, cuts against the Jets um, because the Jets have a little bit of a reputation for punishing quarterbacks. Um, they lead the league by a long way. Uh, in roughing the passer calls, they have twelve. I think they said no twelve. Other, yeah, no other team has greater than eight. Um, so I think you know, inevitably, the referees will do their homework going into a game, and will be knowing what um, types of things that a team will be doing or might be trying to do in order to game the system. And um, if obviously in the past they've been advised to look out for the Jets who have got some questionable techniques, then inevitably the focus is going to be there. And, and if you turn your focus to something, sometimes you might see things that are or aren't there. 
Now, in this particular example, I think it's a little bit of a weak roughing the passer call. However, the defender doesn't help himself. The quarterback is clearly throwing the ball. The defender sticks his arms out sideways and basically runs into um, yeah. the quarterback. The contact is unnecessary. And maybe if it was another team, it probably would have been a, 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 a cautionary word from the referee to say, yeah, you're on the, you're on the edge here. Cut that out. Yeah. Um, maybe the, because of the Jets' reputation, this is one where he wants to clamp down early and actually stop them um, um, making the most of the opportunities they have to take the quarterback out, should we put it that way? Yeah, it, it did look like he was going in for a hug, to be honest, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like you said, if you get that reputation, then you know it's going to cost you sometimes, but rightly or wrongly, you know, it, sometimes it does happen. You see it in all sports, don't you, where... You kind of expect something um, from a certain team, and then you call it just out of your own um, sort of you know pre notions. But um, sticking to sort of the Browns and the Jets, so this was another incident um, that happened in quarter two, seven minutes thirty nine into quarter two. So this was a, a Cleveland challenge, uh, as we've already discussed about um, you know the uh, incomplete passes. So this was Sam Donald this time, I believe. Um, which was uh, ruled as an incomplete pass. Um, Browns challenged that, saying that it was more of a fumble. Uh, what's your opinion well, yeah, on this the Browns one, Roger? lost the challenge on this one. Um, now, mm-hmm. I, I think there's a very good argument that it was um, a fumble. I don't think the quarterback, and, and, and maybe that's the telling word they think, um, and that's probably why it wasn't actually overturned in replay, which was, in my opinion, the quarterback didn't have control when he went to pass the ball. So his hand, and, and we'll, let's concentrate on what's important here, it's not the arm, the elbow, etc. His hand going forward needs to be going forward with control of the ball. Mm. His hand was going forward. However, I think he'd already lost control of that ball. Uh, mm. Therefore, it should have been a fumble. Um, yeah. it, it, it's another one of those difficulty ones we've talked previously about, which was, do the referees err on the side of caution and let it play out? and then let replay overturn or not if there's anything uh, untoward that comes out of it. The issue with that, as we keep going back to, is the ruling on the field will stand unless there's clear and obvious evidence against it. Now, with these marginal calls, by definition, it's unlikely to be clear and obvious evidence that um, it wasn't what was called on the field, and therefore it will stand as a fumble. So if you let it go as a marginal fumble rather than incomplete pass, then replay hasn't got enough to overturn it, and it'll stay as a fumble. So that's the, the hard downside to letting things play yeah. out. Yeah, uh, sometimes what I like to see is how far the ball's travelled, because in my opinion, if, if it is a forward pass... You imagine the ball's going to travel. If the, if the ball only travels a couple of yards and it dips on the floor straight away, yeah. you can then think, okay, he's not complete that pass. Yeah, he probably going, didn't have the control. If it's gone 10 yards, you the find it. downside to that rule of thumb, which is a good rule of thumb, is a lot of the times what's happening is the defender is contacting the arm of the quarterback. And therefore, their ability to propel that ball any distance is being stopped. But that doesn't mean that the hand wasn't moving forward with control at the time. It just means it didn't get very far before its motion was actually stopped by the defender. Um, so it's a good rule of thumb, um, but not necessarily the only thing that should be considered on the play. 100%. Now, I know we were going to sort of talk 
about Carolina and the Washington football team, but I just thought we'd call an audible just so we've got it all within the same game, if that's okay, Roger. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I, I know we talked about it last week in terms of, uh, you, you know, when, you know, the last two minutes of a game, uh, particularly when um, this particular incident, it's happened again. And I think it was the, was it the Raiders game last week we discussed this, um, whereby you're in the last... Yeah, well, I think it might be the Chargers, but I can't remember. Charge, Chargers, yes, Raiders. we definitely discussed yeah. it last week. Yeah, it was Chargers Raiders. That was it. So we had a similar incident whereby we're in the last two minutes um, of the game. Um, the Browns are on um, fourth down territory, trying to obviously get back into the game against the Jets. Um, they try and go for the quarterback sneak. Uh, the ball is fumbled. Um, it is recovered by Kareem Hunt, but. Obviously, given what we discussed last week, if you want to just remind some of the viewers about this particular incident as well. Yeah, absolutely. So what we have is famously known as the Holy Roller play. And it was something that was legal many years ago, but was used in a game to deliberately fumble forward. And then uh, the offensive uh, players fell on the ball and scored a touchdown. So the rule was changed. So that on a fourth down or inside the last two minutes of the half, so this particular play actually falls in both categories of those, was within the last two minutes and was a fourth down. So the quarterback is sneaking, trying to get the yardage, fumbles the ball. Now the ball goes up in the air backwards and ends up in the hands of one of his teammates, who then successfully advances the ball past the line to gain. Referees came in quickly on this one, and said the fumble was on the fourth down. The quarterback fumbled the ball short of the line to gain. So whilst the uh, running back who got the ball went past the line to gain, because of the fourth down fumble rule, the ball comes back to the spot of the fumble. Therefore, was short of the line to gain. Opposition then get get the ball and take over. So a couple of things to discuss on this, which is the definitions of a fumble. Let's start with that one. So a fumble is any act other than passing, successfully handing or legally kicking the ball, which results in a loss of player possession. So some people have said, well, the ball went backwards. It's like a lateral. And no such thing as a lateral, as we discussed before. It's a backward pass, not a lateral. But let's say a backward pass. Well, the, the, the definitions say that in order for it not to be a fumble, it has to be one of those things. Now, there was no way here where the quarterback had any sort of intent to pass this ball backwards. No. He lost the ball and lost control of the ball. There was no deliberate attempt to make any sort of pass forward backwards or hand it to his teammates. Therefore, by definition, it is clearly a fumble. The fact that it went backwards and the fact that it up in the air and the ball never hit the ground doesn't stop it being a fumble. Yep. No, so as like you say, it's an interesting one, but I think I think it does. I know they've obviously done it to give advantages to defensive offenses. I'm not um, trying to play, you know, tricks, shall we say? But <laughs> now it seems to have gone the opposite, and there needs to be. I think they may need to look at that. Maybe some sort of middle ground. I don't know. Maybe give the opportunity for the offence to at least recover the ball back, but maybe not be able to do anything further than that. You know, like, for example, get a touchdown. I don't know, but it seems um, it seems a bit harsh there. Um, yeah, on the I mean, 
the, the question marks with the ball going backwards um, is that with it going backwards, surely that's not a deliberate forward fumble, which is what happened in the Holy Roller play. Mm. Um, however, if you think this one through in terms of what teams might do if they're facing a fourth down, knowing they're not going to get to the line mm. to gain, if they imagine it just like a rugby situation, the player goes to ground and puts the ball backwards for his teammate to recover to then advance then that's also not what you'd want. You don't want that fourth down situation where you can deliberately fumble the ball in any direction in order to try and gain that advantage. And that's why the rule is written as it is. Mm-hmm. No, I, I get that. Uh, just think it needs to have some sort of middle ground, but we'll, we'll have to see in relation to that in a minute. I, I'd like to see it come up with a, a wording to make it one that's easy to administer as well, because when we make any sort of rule changes, some of the key aspects of that is that the rule needs to be easy to administer. And uh, one of the accusations against the NFL is that sometimes there are so many complex rules that, um, are difficult to understand, let alone to implement on the field. And that was also true of the previous pass ruling, um, or what is a catch, um, et cetera, and what is a fumble, that sort of thing, that they simplified the rule because people complained that the rule was too difficult. So you also need to come up with some sort of wording that's easy to administer and yeah. be consistent with as well. Um, and this one is at least something we can be very consistent with, even if we don't necessarily like um, that it ends up that way. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Um, we're going to move on to the next lot of games, which is between the Carolina Panthers and the Washington football team. So another incident with uh, this time involving um, ex-Washington quarterback Dwayne Haskins. Um, so this um, was a in the first quarter, I believe, eight minutes in. Um, an attempt at a, a pass was ruled as a fumble. Um Haskins appeared to show some sort of arm movement, but what was what was given here? Yeah, it's going back to what we were saying earlier, really, which was, you know, there were so many on this week's plays where there is a question mark about whether it's a pass or a fumble and, and what should be happening. So in this particular play, it's another one where the ball was knocked out of the quarterback's hand, as in control was lost, before his hand started moving forward. Mm. But the ball was in front of his hand, and therefore when his arm and hand moves forward, the ball is propelled forward. However, the key thing there, it was propelled forward, not in control. Uh, and that being the, the critical part there, which was it correctly ruled on the field this time, that he had already lost control of the ball, therefore it had just been pushed forward. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that's fair enough, Roger. Um We've also got another incident in this game that I think you want to discuss, which this which was the uh, Panthers punts, which was mishandled by Washington, resulting in a Panthers yeah. touchdown. We've talked previously about impetus of kicks and whether um, <laughs> what happens to the kicks. Um, and in particular, it, we're normally talking about it, what happens on a short kick where somebody's going on side kick. Who can touch the ball? What happens if the opposition touches the ball, etc.? And when can the kicking team recover that ball? So what we had is a particularly unusual situation, which we had a punt being kicked deep. The punt returner went to catch the ball, but failed to catch it. But it did touch the punt returner. Yep. As a result of touching the punt returner, that ball becomes live for the kicking team. 
Now, the kicking team can recover that ball, but they cannot advance that ball. But just because of the way that the, the kick fell, the not ball squirted into the end zone and the kicking team, Carolina, I think if it was in this example, yeah. um, fell on the ball. Now, they can't advance the ball, but they don't need to because the ball's already in the end zone. The impetus of the uh, the kick is still with the kick because the player who tried to uh, re uh, return that kick muffed the kick. Therefore, the, he never had possession. Therefore, the impetus is still with the kicking team. Um, but because the, the receiving team player touched the ball, it does mean that it isn't automatically dead when it goes into the end zone and that the kicking team can recover that and successfully, as they did, score a touchdown. Just one you don't see very often. No, most definitely. And very quick uh, thinking there because it could have easily just bounced out and, you know, then, you know, it obviously is a you know, a situation where they're not getting the, the touchdown. But the next game, uh, we had a lot of comments on this one, um, but not surprising when it's to do with the Eagles and the Cowboys. A lot of heated rivalry between, you know, these two franchises. But um, this was the incident involving Jalen Hurts and his knees. Um, great play there by Randy Gregory, where he managed to sort of touch the ball to palm the ball out. But... A lot of uh, Eagles fans upset thinking that Jalen Hurts' um, knees were down prior to that. Um, obviously, it's another case of um, you're listening to the commentary and it's sort of lopsided. But what was your opinion? Was it the right decision made by the officials? I think on the field, I would have ruled that his knee was down. Um, what we have is that a defensive player comes in in a chopping motion and chops his hand down on the ball in Hurts' hand. The ball does move, and this is where the query comes from in terms of why both sides have feel aggrieved that they should have had the result, which is there was movement of the ball. Hertz falling to the ground is trying to regain the control of that ball, and I think momentarily does pin it to his chest, and then his knee hits the ground, and then the ball comes fully out. Now, in replay... They looked at this and let the call on the field stand, which was that it was a fumble. Um, however, my view is that ball movement in itself is not the ball being loose. In order to rule it, you should be able to see clearly that the ball is no longer in the control of the runner. And in this particular place, I don't think it's clear that the ball wasn't in control. It wasn't one that he had secure. Um, so that's obviously why there's a question mark about it. But there was enough control, I believe, when his hit, knee hit the ground to say that he yeah. still had that ball at that time. No, I agree. It, like you said, it, even though you can see the movement uh, and he's done it prior to maybe um, Jalen Hurts' knee, you know, touching the ground, he still seemed to have had sort of control of it, um, you know, at that, at that point. So, I can understand um, the frustration there uh, on some quarters, but <laughs> yes. you know, it's, it's the way it goes. Now, this particular incident is a very, very bizarre one. Um, so this was uh, the Seahawks and the Rams in the fourth quarter. So the, the Rams are trying to come back into the game. So they're playing a lot of hurry-up offense. Um, the ball's thrown to Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds catches it. What he does is seems to have uh, put the ball down to the ground and sort of ran away to go ahead and start the next snap. 
However, the issue is he's not been touched by any Seahawks defenders. Um, so a lot of confusion here because, you know, th- there's the whole matter of, you know, did Josh Reynolds give himself up? And clearly, obvious, that's what he was trying to do. But there was obviously a lot of confusion there on the field. There are a couple of things that come into play here. So as he caught the ball, you quite rightly said nobody touched him. Now, in the NFL, under normal circumstances, a player can quite rightly get back up again and advance the ball further downfield if they're not touched. So when the player gets up and puts the ball down, a Seahawks player picks up that ball. Now, the question mark is all to do with the intent of the person who caught the ball to advance it or not. So if we again look at rule definitions, um, it's clearly supported by rule that a ball should be declared dead by an official when one of a number of things happened, including, and in particular this is the one that applies, when a runner declares himself down by falling to the ground or kneeling and clearly making no immediate effort to advance. So that's yeah. the wording in the rule. Now, it's clear to see in in replay that the, the, the receiver who's caught the ball is not making any attempt to advance the ball. He wants to get on to the next play. He puts the ball down on the ground and moves back into getting into an offensive formation for the next snap. So I think it's very clear to see that that was definitely the intent of the player. And therefore, by rule, that ball is dead at that point. The reason this one comes up as a bit of controversy is not just because he did that. It's because two of the officials on the field indicated that the Seahawks recovered the ball. So there was a bit of a confusion going on and the officials got together and I believe quite rightly got together and talked it through and and then saw what actually happened and the intent of what happened rather than just there was a ball on the ground that Seahawks picked up and actually ruled that the intent of the player was not to advance the ball at all and, and therefore by rule correctly, it was dead at that point. So it doesn't matter what happens after that. Mm-hmm. But there was an interesting, uh, there was a penalty though because... Um... Of, well, I believe it was actually Sean McVay, wasn't yeah. it? Who ran onto yeah. Rams bench. So yeah. obviously, you know, they see their receiver going down, advancing the ball down the field, getting up to make the next play, and the officials rule on the field that this is a Seahawks ball. So they're livid naturally on the sideline. You know, and it, the call has gone against them, and it's okay to be angry and it's okay to protest to the referees. What you're not allowed to do is come on the field to make that protest, and that's what happened with Sean McVay. And that's why he was penalised. So um, you got the end result of the play correct once the, the, the referees or officials had discussed it. Um, but he's still, unfortunately, going to get the 15-yard unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for coming on the field to make a protest about the play. Mm-hmm. On that video, just interesting enough, so when the video ends, it's still showing us first and 10. So was that the case and they just moved on? Sorry, could you just be that, sir? So, so, you know, on the video uh, that you've sent on the link... Mm-hmm. Towards the end end of it, you don't see them obviously calling the penalty. You just got the flag has been put down. Now, on the video, it still shows that the Rams were first and 10. Was that, because uh, I don't recall now, was it taken back as first and 25 or was it still first and 10, but they moved back 15 yards just to confirm? The issue, the issue here, and I'll watch it while I'm talking, um, is to do with what happened on the play. So what you had is the receiver went to ground with a first down because of his position. You've got a first down already ruled. Now, 
one thing you could then say is if the 15-yard penalty should be taken from that spot and therefore it'd be a first down and 25 yards to go, but that's not what happens. Right. In the case of between the series, there is a dead ball foul that happens. Then the dead ball foul is assessed and therefore the new series starts from the position at which the 15 yards is marked back from. So it'll still be a first and 10, but 15 yards further back. And that's all to do with the fact he got a first down, and therefore that was a new um, segment um, and a new series that had been achieved. So the the penalty is marked off before we get to um, marking the position for the first series at first and 10. Yeah, no, that that makes perfect sense. I just thought it'd be important just to let listeners know, because they might be confused seeing that it's still first and 10 yeah, and realizing that there was there was a penalty on there this is particularly important for uh, let's say for example that a team is driving downfield and i'm as a runner diving to get out of bounds at the line to gain and i i stride out of bounds at the nine yard line on fourth down i'm then hit by one of the defending players when i'm out of bounds now, under normal circumstances, you would tag 15 yards onto the end of the, the run, uh, an automatic first down. However, because what happened at the end of the play was it was fourth down and I didn't get to the line to gain, at that immediate point, the ball belongs to the opposition. Right. The 15-yard penalty, therefore, will be assessed once the opposition get the ball 15 yards further back. But again, because it's a first down, they'll still have... First and 10, but 15 yards further back. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So thank you for uh, confirming that for us, Roger. But um, yeah, it's been action-packed, isn't it? Half an hour of discussing a number of controversial issues, but that's what we love. you, yes. Yeah, it's a shame because we've got one full week now of NFL action and obviously the games are then, you know, decreased and there might be less to talk about, but, you know, you never know. Well, uh, yeah, there's less to talk about, but more people watching the same game. So I think in terms of um, people's ability to try and follow along with what we're talking about, it'd be a lot easier because they've yeah. seen some of these games live that uh, we're talking about the controversial decisions. So I think it'll help. Yeah, no, most definitely. Well, we'll look forward to week 17 and... um yeah, just carry on supporting us. Uh, Roger, any sort of plans uh, for the rest of the week? Any plans for New Year's? No, I, I, New Year's not one I particularly like because I find that the, the great expe- expectation for New Year's is really um, normally a letdown. Um, yeah. Normally an expensive oh, evening that doesn't end up being as joyful as you expect it to be. So uh, having a exactly. quiet one, I think, will actually be a better, better one. Yeah, that, that's the same with me. Since I've had children, I think New Year's <laughs> Eve's just become a bit of a... Enjoying having children now. Yeah, you don't, you don't look forward to it. And like you said, particularly this year, it's just like, what have you got to look forward to in 2021 anyway? <laughs> so, uh, it's just one of them. But whatever you guys are doing, hope you stay safe. Um, and we look forward to... Um, look forward to next week. Absolutely. Take care, guys.